that you can own a needle without a prescription. Did you really think? Did you really, really think that kept anyone from shooting up? They don't you know drugs are everywhere. Drugs are everywhere. Hey, I'm Murph. I'm a former heroin addict and current alcoholic, and you're listening to Self Medicated, a podcast series inspired by the harm reduction movement and informed by my own personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years now. This is episode zero of the program. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to kick things off here by giving you a proper introduction to my podcast before we dive into the first official episode of the series. So, Murph Meyer is self-medicated. Who the hell is Murph Meyer and why does he self-medicate? Well, I'm a comedian, writer, actor. I've been working in the entertainment business about 10 years now. I've had bit parts on various television programs and motion pictures, and I've performed at comedy festivals around the country. One of my favorite gigs was as the announcer of a late-night cable talk show, where I'd introduce the host and special guests, you know, like Ed McMahon on the old Tonight Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny! Only I was the announcer of the Chris Gethard Show, which was a little funkier than the Tonight Show. So while me and Ed McMahon both wore suits from the 70s and drank on the job, I got to sneak a few things into my intros that weren't in the teleprompter. Hey, kiddos! In the battle for equal pay, we gotta remember that we all share a common enemy, the power elite. Once we stop fighting over their table scraps, we'll overthrow these pigs as a united front. Before working in showbiz, I was a bartender, a security guard, an orderly at a psychiatric hospital, pharmacy delivery driver. I worked at a telemarketing company that was a money laundering front, and I worked at a laundromat chain that was a front for a phone sex business. Before all that, in my late teens and early 20s, I was a full-time IV heroin user. And I'll tell you what, that was the hardest goddamn job I ever had. I mean, you're on call 24-7. Whenever you're not shooting up, you're busy doing prep work, like haggling with someone at a pawn shop or doing maintenance work on the one dull syringe you got left. You're on the phone, non-stop, trying to collect debts from fellow drug users while avoiding incoming calls from anyone you owe money to. You gotta keep your head on a swivel at all times, looking out for cops and hustlers. It's an exhausting job with shitty benefits. Sure, you got sick days you can use, but trust me, they're brutal. And you want to talk about hazards in the workplace, Christ almighty. I got hepatitis C from sharing needles, lost a couple of dear friends to overdoses. But for four long years, I got up at the crack of dawn every day, rolled up my sleeves, and went to work. Listen, I'm fairly open about my drug use. I mean, obviously, you're listening to a fucking podcast about it. But in general, I've talked about it pretty frankly over the years in a lot of different settings. And, you know, most people end up asking me the same questions, specifically about my heroin use. Why'd you start and how'd you stop? Well, first off, I use drugs in a lot of different ways for all sorts of reasons. My experimental use started young. I was 10 years old when I smoked my first cigarette, had my first sip of booze at 11, started smoking weed at 13, and, well, I'm not going to go through my whole timeline drug by drug. I'll just speed through them all so you'll at least know where I'm at at the present moment. All right? Here we go. The complete list of every drug I've ever used from age 10 till right now at age 39. Alcohol, Adderall, Mescaline, Clonopin, Heroin, Ritalin, Ambien, Vicodin, Valium, Opium, Soma, Salvia, Psilocybin, Dexedrine, Flexerol, Xanax, Xylazine, Methamphetamine, Ketamine, Nicotine, Morphine, Gasoline, Codeine, Caffeine, which is my least favorite drug, by the way, Amyl Nitrate, Nitrous Oxide, Oxycontin, Roxycodone, Methadone, Cocaine, Ibogaine, Sugarcane, LSD, PCP, THC, DMT, DXM, MDMA, WD-40, 40-year-old Quaaludes, Lorset, Roxaset, Darvaset, Percocet, Percodan, Ativan, Absinthe, and Crack. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm not glorifying any of those drugs. I'm also not stigmatizing them. They're just chemical substances. And people who use them are human beings. 
So there's really no need for outside judgment in any direction. Now, let me give you a little more of my personal background. I come from a big family. My mom's one of nine kids. Dad's one of eight. So I got a lot of aunts and uncles, shit ton of cousins. And I'd say half of us are functioning alcoholics. Now, the other half are also alcoholics, but they don't function too good. We're a bunch of working class degenerates trying to drown our sorrows, which is most families in the coal region of northeastern Pennsylvania, where I'm from. In fact, some researchers from Harvard recently did a nationwide study on mental health, and they concluded my neck of the woods is, quote, the most unhappy place in America. Why the long face? Well, let's see here. First, the coal mines dried up. January 22, 1959, the Knox disaster would end deep mining underground in northeastern Pennsylvania. Then came the catastrophic natural disaster. 1972, the Agnes Flood devastated northeastern and central Pennsylvania. Plus, our local economy ain't worth a dog's dick. The county seat of Wilkes-Barre has one of the highest unemployment rates in Pennsylvania. And we've been plagued by rampant political corruption. Here at the Luzerne County Courthouse in Wilkes-Barre, we have a 25-foot pig, 100 years of corruption agreed, reads the sign. Oh, and uh, speaking of corruption in Luzerne County, this scandal here is actually close to my heart. Former Luzerne County Judge Mark Chivarella faces charges tonight. Prosecutors say he ruined countless young lives, sending children to jails in return for cash. $2.6 million in kickbacks. I tangled with the old kids for cash man himself. The dishonorable Judge Mark Chivarella threw me in a juvenile detention center for minor drug charges when I was 17. But as you know, I grew up to become the announcer of a late-night talk show where I had the opportunity to do a little grandstanding on live television. So 20 years after he locked me up, I got the last laugh. Looks like it's last call for your old buddy Murph. So let me leave you with these words of wisdom. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. And if you get arrested in Luzerne County, may you never go in front of Judge Mark Chivarella. Rotten hell, you filthy pig. Also, for decades, we've been haunted by widespread cover-ups of sexual abuse by the Catholic Church. A shameful tragedy now revealed and rocking the Catholic Church tonight from Pennsylvania to the Vatican. The grand jury report found over a thousand child victims and names more than 300 predator priests in six dioceses. From one end of the state to the other, home to more than 1.7 million Catholics. I was raised one of those Catholics, but uh, just to clarify, I was not abused by those priests. I was molested by a former blackjack dealer in her mid-40s when I was 11 years old. She was no man of the cloth, but she had a six-pack of Rolling Rock, and it takes a village, huh? Anyhow, four generations of all that, well, turns out that's kind of a bummer. So, well done, you Harvard hotshots. Looks like your analysis on us sad sacks checks out. Hope you're happy, because we're not. A recent Gallup poll shows how cities across the U.S. perceive their own well-being. On that list, the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre metropolitan area ranked most miserable. I reckon that's why booze and drugs have always been pillars of my community. New research suggests diseases classified as diseases of despair have risen in Pennsylvania. The findings of that report showed that alcohol, drugs, and suicide are taking a fairly consistent toll on our communities. But you know, these goddamn opioids are really starting to kick our ass. The CDC report ranks Pennsylvania among the highest nationwide in overdose deaths. A new report from Kaiser Health says Pennsylvania saw an 83% increase in overdose deaths. Right now, drug overdoses are killing more people people in Pennsylvania than car accidents. By the time you go to bed tonight, 13 of your fellow Pennsylvanians will have died from an overdose of prescription opioids or heroin. 
Jesus, that is brutal. 13 people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's the starting lineup of your kid's soccer team, plus two substitutions. We get it. It's a lot. Also, that's a weird comparison. That's an entire Sunday school class. All right, that's enough out of you. But this fella from the sensational news media ain't lying. It's gotten so bad in my home county of Luzerne that the prices down at the morgue are going through the roof. The cremation fee in Luzerne County is now among the highest of any other county in our area. The coroner says the extra money is needed to fund a new position. He says the coroner's office is stretched thin because of a rising number of drug overdose deaths. That is gruesome. So what are we doing about it? Pennsylvania counties have undertaken efforts to reduce deaths from opioid use, including filing criminal charges against those who sold drugs used in fatal overdoses. Pennsylvania brings the charge more than any other state with a similar statute. Of course, another battle in the war on drugs. Because <laughs> that's worked wonders for us over the past 50 years. <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow, we're going to cover all that and a whole hell of a lot more in future episodes of the podcast. I'll also answer those questions everybody asks me about my heroin use. Why'd I start and how'd I stop? You might also be wondering, the hell's the harm reduction movement? First, let me give you the clinical definition. Harm reduction is a set of practical strategies designed to minimize the negative consequences associated with drug use. So we're talking safer use and managed use along with abstinence. It's all about meeting people who use drugs where they're at. So there's no judgment or pressure towards sobriety. But, you know, don't take my word for it. Here's a fellow drug user who's been in the trenches for over a decade. My name's Louise Vincent, and I work with the Drug User Union. We are a group of people who use drugs at every stage of the substance use continuum. And let me just say, to me, harm reduction is big H, big R, human rights, racial justice, social justice movement. It's, it's about so much more than drugs. It's about what we believe people can do with their own bodies. It's freedom, man. And when I found harm reduction, it's when I started to find freedom and I and I could and I could live again. God damn, that's beautiful. And we'll end episode zero on that note. But tune in next week as we dive into episode one of the series, Murph Meyer is self-medicated. Self-medicated is produced by Michelle Francesca Thomas and Mick Moore with support from the Open Society Foundations. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. All other music composed by Lucas Hazlitt, and all episodes are engineered by Emily Chen Newton. I'm Murph. Love and solidarity. Goodbye. Thirteen people. That's the starting lineup of your kid's soccer team plus two substitutions.